Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Pharmacists to care. And good morning to you and uh, welcome to this Discam Medical Monday. As you know, if you've been listening to the Discam Medical Mondays over the last few years, you'll know that we have, uh, we tackle different health issues and we always get in the best practice experts so that at the end of this, the next 55 minutes, you have a very, very deep understanding of whatever the uh, the condition is, the treatment, the prognosis, and, um, yeah, who to go to. Today, let me tell you actually a little story. I've got a, I've got a wonderful, wonderful friend who is just, he's an absolute chap, to put it uh, mildly. He's good-looking. He's got a successful business. He is smart. He is just the most incredible guy. He's got a fantastic sense of humor. And... Um, he can't find he can't find a partner, and uh, you know we're talking about this. You know, like what's it with dating? Because he is dating, and uh, he said he just doesn't have any sexual attraction. Turns out that uh, after he went for tests, he has very very low levels of testosterone, which is why he's feeling listless. Why he's feeling um, depressed, why he has no sexual attraction. Now, this is a young man who's never been married, and the impact on his life is massive. Um, so I thought, you know what, let me look more into this issue with testosterone. How common is it? And I got hold of a doctor by the name of Dr. Mark Opperman. He's got, a, he's got two clinics in Johannesburg. They're called the T-clinics, and what they do is testosterone therapy. He's also uh, brought in a very interesting uh, one of his one of his patients, and that's uh, Sean Wayner. So I'd like to welcome both of you to High FM, and uh, thank you for coming for coming on air to talk about a condition that many men do not know that they have. Morning, Kathy. It's nice to be here. It's lovely to have you. So uh, let's just talk about testosterone in the body, the physiological. Where is it? How is it manufactured? Where is it manufactured? And what? What does it do for men? Because apparently women also have testosterone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, testosterone is one of our steroid hormones. Um, it comes from cholesterol. If we look at the steroid hormones, you have to look at testosterone, um, your corticosteroids that come from your adrenal glands, uh, thyroid hormone is a, is a steroid hormone, estrogen, um, the important thing to to remember is that in men, testosterone converts into estrogen, and we'll come back to that at a, at a later point. Did uh, you did you say that testosterone comes from cholesterol? Yeah, yeah. So cholesterol is the precursor of most of our steroid hormones. So we look at enzymatic cascades, um, and. That's the other thing that that's very important. You cannot look at any hormone in isolation. All home hormones have pathways that they follow, and from the pathways we have branches that branch off into a different pathway. And this is the problem with testosterone supplementation in a lot of cases. Let's let's just think about gym today. Okay. You walk into a gym. And your personal trainer says to you, oh, you have to go on a little bit of testosterone. What the 
personal trainer doesn't realize or is unaware of or doesn't understand fully is by supplementing just testosterone, I create an imbalance in not only testosterone um, supplement, well, in, in your testosterone cascade, but in all the other cascades as well. This affects thyroid hormone. This affects ultimately your estrogen metabolism. This affects insulin metabolism. This affects the way that your adrenals work. Um, and, and, and that's the problem. And, you know, I have so many patients that walk in and they come and um, I call them uh, these gym bunnies, big girls, because their estrogen levels are so high um, they cycle up and down. Then they're on 10 weeks of testosterone supplementation. And then they're on 10 weeks of post-cycling anti-estrogen treatment. And all they're doing is they're compounding the problem. What I do in my practice, you said it's testosterone uh, treatment. I, I prefer to look at it as hormone balancing. Um, hormone replacement therapy, yes, but it's hormone balancing. If our hormone cascades are balanced, we are healthy individuals. All right, let's take a step back. Let's go to the symptoms. If there is a problem, which often it can be, it can be something else that can mask. You know, um, listlessness could be from depression. It oh, could absolutely. be from. Yeah. High blood pressure. It could be from stress. It could be from a number of different um, health issues. Mm. But what are the most common um, symptoms okay. so of uh, testosterone? What is it? Is it uh, testosterone deficiency? Testosterone deficiency. The, the easiest symptom, I think, for men to recognize in themselves is a decrease in sexual appetite and libido. And a little bit of erectile dysfunction. That, that's the easiest to recognize. What t- testosterone deficiency is often made out to be is, oh, you're getting older. It's normal. So. But to some degree it is normal, right? It is normal. It's a natural progression. Like women go through menopause, men go through something that we call andropause. And andropause is a deficiency in your testosterone hormone levels. Um, it is mild. It is slow in onset and progression. But it starts from, you know, what our, our late 20s that our testosterone levels slowly start decreasing. What I am noticing is that younger and younger people and men are presenting with not only low clinical, clinically low levels of testosterone, but with severe symptoms of, of, uh, testosterone deficiency. Um, when I started my, my, my clinic a couple of years ago, my demographic that I was thinking that I was going to see was going to be men between the ages of 50 and 65. Um, lo and behold, the average age of my patients are about 40. Um, I have patients as young as 22, and I have patients as old as 76. The majority of my patients are between the ages of 35 and 45. That's incredible. That's it, it's incredible. scary. Because often that's when, when, you know, we're settling down in, in terms of the human clock. That is 
the time of our life when we're settling down, often people today are choosing to have children a little bit later yeah. in life. And uh, how do you do that if there's just no libido? Um, I mean, that must be that must be very, very challenging and very, very difficult for for a relationship. It is incredibly difficult, I think, in relationships. You know, it, um, if if you are in an established relationship and you still in forty to fifty, which means that you're not middle aged. You know, at middle age today is between fifty and seventy. You know, at we get old age. After 70, but 50 to 70 is middle age. It's, you know, it doesn't start at 35 anymore. Um, so you are supposed to be in your prime. As a man, you're supposed to be in your prime where it is concerning your career, where it's, con- you know, you have young children, which you have to be active with, and you just don't have the energy. You don't have the sexual energy. You don't have the zest for life. And um, let's face it, you are having younger and younger guys who are vying for your position at 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 work. Um, the only way that you can can level the playing field is, to, you know, to compete with them um, on the same level with the same testosterone level, and that's not happening anymore. Well, it can't happen physiologically. It can't happen so, anymore. Yeah. I'm Kathy Kaler. This is the Discam Medical Monday. My guest is Dr. Mark Opperman. He started as a GP today. He's a, he has a special interest in functional medicine and aesthetics. Uh, you actually started off as an aesthetic uh, clinic. I started long ago. A, yeah, yeah. Um, what I noticed was, you know, at in the aesthetic field, we we starting to see more and more men coming in because, you know, I can't look angry the whole time. So, you know. It, do a little bit of alliance and they go away. Um, can we just start with, we can't be angry all the time. Although I think if I was a man, I would be angry all the time. So, you I know, think it, men are bullied and uh, I hate it. Absolutely. But if you, if you look at uh, the, the typical male, they always have a little bit of a frown, um, or frown lines. So when they walk into a, a, um, Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 I'm looking around, none of you have frown lines. Have you had Botox, Craig? No, my, my engineer says he hasn't had Botox. So um, when I started doing a, a, a full history with my patients, um, the predominant symptoms that came through is I'm tired, I have no energy, my mood is slightly depressed, um, yeah, you know what the last thing that they admit to is, you know, it's not going so well in the bedroom. Um, I don't have, I don't feel sexually active or attractive anymore. Um, Which is really sad because those are the things that make us feel alive. Oh, yes. Yes, no, yes, yes. It makes us take an interest in the world yeah. around us. Yeah. It's when we hear, I mean, if you think of somebody when they say that they're in love, right? So you've got all these hormones going around your body yeah. and the, and the, Birds are tweeting in stereo, and uh, you know it just it affects every cell in your body. Absolutely. And uh, this is really just taking it all away. If you've got any questions regarding uh, testosterone, low testosterone, you can uh, 
you know, message us on behalf of your husband or yourself. You can do it anonymously if you like. And uh, how do you get in touch with us this morning? 34519, that's the text line, 34519. You can also WhatsApp or send a telegram on 0618951019. This is Discam Medical Monday. My guest is Dr. Mark Upperman. He is from the T Clinic where they treat uh, testosterone deficiency and uh, Andropause, which is male menopause, if you missed the first part of the show. And uh, also Sean Weiner, he's, uh, he's one of the patients. He had uh, tes- low testosterone, but we're going to hear from him in a little while. Okay, can we talk about the lifestyle? Well, what are the different impacts? What are the different elements that have an impact on low testosterone? Can I, can I take you through some, mm. some of them? Firstly, genetics. Can you have low testosterone because of genetics? If we look at the genetic predisposition to that, we have to go and look at do we have chromosomal abnormalities? Do we have a genetic defect? And, you know, at those we will, we will see in boys that develop very low onset of puberty or doesn't go into puberty at all. So that, that's a, um, a, a primary cause of low Testosterone. But you'll know that from You will from know birth. that from a very young age. Yeah. Okay. Um, Diet? If, oh, absolutely. I, I think today one of the biggest problems that we have is that our foods are laced with estrogens. You know, it, we, we are bombarded as men with phytoestrogens and uh, things that 50 or 60 years ago we didn't have to deal with on on uh, a, a, a great level. Um, so, food definitely. I what think about hormones? Hormones in our food? Is yeah, that, is absolutely. That what you're That's about? for estrogens. You know, when they when they put hormones into cows, so yeah, they're yeah, yeah, producing yeah. extra milk. When they they're put hormones producing into extra beef milk, they're making them heavier. And chicken. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you know, be careful of what you eat and how you eat. Should men be eating less meat or more meat? I'm going to be very careful in answering this question because I'm going to have dietitians and um, jumping on Say me. Say what you know. Say I, what you know. I would, I would eat more organic meat if I could. Okay, but not all of us have access to a mountain exactly. that, you know, a goat that lives on a mountain. Yeah. So <laughs> I, no, I would, I would be careful. I would, I would, look, with any, any kind, if, if we talk about hormone replacement therapy, if we're going to look at the nitty gritty of stuff, eat a healthy, balanced diet. It's as easy as that. Get your greens, get your salads, get a little bit of protein, um, and get a little bit of carbohydrates. You know what? There's big talk about keto diets now again. There's lots of talk about the bantings and so, um. Have the keto diets had any impact on, on uh, testosterone levels? To my, to my knowledge, um, I haven't seen any new studies that have been published around that. Um, because I'm a firm believer in a healthy, balanced diet, I don't have a lot of experience or expertise, I cannot give an expert opinion on, on diet. On, on diet. Okay. Um, not, not where it, a keto diet in any case. What is the impact of stress on, oh, huge. on testosterone huge. levels? Huge, huge, huge. Stress, um, inactivity, um, it will, remember, 
when we start having stress, we start increasing cortisol. Cortisol, again, is a steroid hormone. It's an inflammatory hormone. So that's, we come back to, to the beginning of a conversation where we said, um, you know, you cannot look at testosterone in isolation. All of these things are interlinked. So if your stress hormones go up, insulin, cortisol, that fight or flight mode, you know it, you start affecting your adrenals. Yeah. Adrenals being a steroid hormone, affecting testosterone, affecting cortisol. No, it's, it, they all interlinked. Okay. So as so. I'm understanding it and just correct me because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could be getting it completely wrong, but if your body is constantly producing, you know, these, um, anti-stress, uh, steroid hormones it's not producing the normal hormones that that it should be and the reason that i say this is that when your body goes into shock when you are in that flight or flight mode and you have this massive burst of adrenaline all your non-essential functions in your body cease while that is happening so is it the same with how your body is producing hormones that on a normal day your body should be producing at a regular rate your testosterone, whatever your steroid hormones are. But if you are living in a constant state of stress, your body's constantly producing cortisol and and um, adrenal, you know, adrenaline and all these different um, anti-stress hormones. Am I understanding it correctly? I, you know, I think you've got a fair grasp on that. The moment that you start living under too much stress, we go into a, a state that's called adrenal fatigue. Um, and I, I think, you know, at the moment that you're in adrenal fatigue, you go into fatigue of other hormone processes as well. So, yes, you know, the moment that the balance is, is disturbed, the balance is through all the systems. And that's what makes my work very interesting, but also incredibly difficult. Um, Hormone replacement therapy is walking a tightrope in the dark. You have a dumbbell in one hand, an open umbrella in the other hand, and the wind is blowing a gale. Um, it, it's difficult to get right. Um, you have to have a very good understanding of, of cas- the hormone cascades, what affects what. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Um, you know, giving a testosterone injection a monkey can do, or you can do yourself. But <clears throat> getting the cascade right without the regular hormone um, monitoring and blood level monitoring, playing around with your biochemistry is just, you know, walking a maze without a compass. My guest is uh, Dr. Mark Opperman. He's from the T-Clinic. And... Uh yeah, I want to speak to somebody who has actually gone through this, Sean Wayner. He's also in studio with us, and we'll be doing that right after this. If you want to get in touch with us, get in touch with us via SMS, 34519. That's a text line. You can also send a WhatsApp or a Telegram on 061-895-1019. I'm Kathy Kalen. This is the Diskem Medical Monday. We're talking testosterone. Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Diskem. Pharmacist to care. And my name is Kathy Kaler. Thank you so much for joining me here on 101.9 Hyphen for the Discam Medical Monday. I'm speaking to Dr. Mark Opperman. 
He's from the T Clinic, and uh, we're talking about testosterone deficiency. Now, if uh, if you're a man, and uh, or perhaps you're married to a man, <laughs> it could be that uh, these are the following symptoms: erectile dysfunction, low semen volume, hair loss, fatigue, loss of muscle mass, increased body fat, and decreased bone mass. It, this is testosterone. There's a there's a natural process. I'm just trying to sum up what uh, what Dr. Opperman said in the first in the first part. Kathy, if yes. I can interject there, you've you've mentioned some of the physical symptoms. Yes. Um, for me, the biggest effect of testosterone is on the brain. So I want to add decreased um, uh, concentration. Yes. Um, a decrease in your general well-being, um, focus, drive. Mood, either that it's mood or swings that make men men, uh, or mood, whether it's mood swings or whether it's a depressed mood, um, moodiness, general moodiness, yeah, sleep deprivation, um, you know what, those are, are probably uh, for me and what my patients experience. That's where they experience their biggest changes, and that is where testosterone, I think has its biggest impact. And, and you know, if we quickly just ask Sean, um, I, I think he would agree, um, Sean, your experience about that. Absolutely. So, Hello, Sean Wayne. Hello. Hi, Welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you bring up all those physical symptoms because my story is, I suppose, very mental. Um, was just not feeling good, was not feeling motivated, was feeling low, went to a counsellor, shrink, suck, whatever you want to call him, and... Uh, you know, chatted to him and he suggested, you know, just to eliminate things, let's go for some bloods. And we ran the gamut of blood tests and, um, what came back was, was really low testosterone. Everything else was fine, iron, all of those things. And, um, yeah, I, I decided I'm going to go the homeopathic route as my family tends to do. And I went to see my homeopath and yes, he agreed. And we went on, on a homeopathic regimen, which just didn't work. Uh, I then went and did some research on it myself, which is, to be quite honest, everybody please be careful about Googling medical. Yeah. Dr. Google, Dr. very Google, dangerous. Dr. Google is very dangerous. Yeah. Um, and what did come out for me, which was really interesting, was that testosterone and low testosterone is very maligned in the industry. It's seen as a, as a, to some degree, a um, taboo subject. Yeah. You know, it's testosterone, it's male sexuality, and, you know, people don't like talking about it. And if people ask me, I'm quite happy and open to talk to them about Clearly. it. <laughs> don't Don't get this wrong and, and don't think and don't be embarrassed. There was nothing to be embarrassed about. Mine was purely mental. I was feeling low. I've got two kids. I was not motivated to get up with them. And the other thing that's critical as well was my sleep was, was really, really bad. Strange sleeping patterns. Uh, really, really tired at night. Uh, going to sleep, waking up really early in the morning, not feeling rested, not feeling, you know, not feeling hale and healthy. And uh, met with Dr. Mark. And, and I have to say that uh, it's been an interesting journey. I think it's been, what, three years now? Three years. I think about three years <clears throat> that, that uh, Dr. Mark's been treating me. And um, it's it's not a... It's not a, a magic bullet that everybody thinks it is. It's a process that you go through, and I think anything um, with hormones should yeah, yeah, be. I mean, you, you don't want a magic bullet. Correct, and and it's often seen as that. It's seen as this, you know, Jim Royd. You know, you're going to get pimples and veins and become aggressive, and it's something that needs to be, as, as Dr. Mark said, that needs to be um, treated conservatively. And he's a very conservative doctor. So, you know, we have blood tests, we monitor, we have the, the, the steroid injections or the testosterone injections, and it really is quite life-altering. My, my issue was, was I just was not motivated to work. I just didn't want to wake up. Uh, I thought I was depressed. 
And I would like to challenge a listeners lot of, out there. A lot there, of yeah. these symptoms yeah. do sound like depression. Challenge listeners out there. If you're feeling low, any guy that's out there that's feeling low, that's feeling depressed, that's feeling unmotivated, you know, <laughs> disinterested in life, just go for a blood test. It's a simple blood test. It's nothing, nothing major. And you might be surprised. I would challenge Kathy. So you might actually not be depressed. You, you might, might be suffering from hormone, hormone deficiency. Absolutely. I, I wonder how many people out there are on, on some form of antidepressant that, that don't need the antidepressant. Okay. As a, as a medical protection practitioner here, I have to interject. Be, be 100% clear about this. Testosterone is not yet a treatment for depression. Just and, and I, I just want for listeners out there to know. No, I don't think that's what we're saying, though. Um, yes, if you if you think, um, you know, there might be a depressed mood here, screen. Yeah. But do not stop your antidepressants or your mood um, enhancing or medications, or whatever, yeah. and think that testosterone is going to be the answer. Uh, we just have to be very careful about that. If um, if my partner goes to um, see the GP and says, I heard this show on High FM, I want my testosterone levels treated, and it comes back and the testosterone levels are low, what is the GP likely to say? I mean, what's, what's the mindset amongst GPs and, and the medical fraternity regarding testosterone at the moment? I, I think it's it's slowly changing. What we what we need to understand is that universally there is not a definition that describes biochemical low testosterone levels. I want to classify this by saying if we go to Lancet Laboratories or if we go to AMPAF or one of the other laboratories that are there, you will see that the reference ranges between laboratories differ. There isn't even a standardized. There is not a world standard definition of what constitutes low testosterone. We are looking at different age ranges. So there's no specific guideline that says at the age of 25, this is what your testosterone levels should be like. At the age of 75, this is not. So, you know. Why isn't, why? Why isn't there a guide? It's an interesting question. I mean, for a long time we've known that men go through menopause. Yeah. You know, the, the little red sports car has got nothing to do with midlife crisis. It's got everything to do with menopause and not feeling sexually, um, you know, feeling sexually powerful. So how can it be that there isn't this, this standard? Male menopause is a real thing. It, it hasn't been for a very long time. It wasn't recognized. The... Testosterone revolution started coming about, I would say, 10 years ago in the States, where we started seeing men being treated with testosterone. And, you know, it suddenly there was this uh, flurry of activity around testosterone supplementation therapy and clinics that started opening, giving testosterone treatment. A lot of it was, you know, it's an easy way to make money. Why? It's an easy way to make money. You know what? Guys would go and um, 
I'm giving away some of my secrets, but you know what? For a moment that you start and we get your testosterone levels and your hormone levels optimal, believe me, you don't stop. Um, Sean, am I right? I've, yeah, I've tried. You, I've actually, you, I've actually you tried to stop. You, and, I tried to stop um, the treatment, and you can actually feel it's a steady decline. So again, not not the sexual side of things, but definitely the the lack of sleep, the the motivation. You just start going into a bit of a slump again. Focus yeah, yeah. And drive, yeah. focus, motivation, the energy. The biggest thing is energy to pick up your kids, at the office. You know, pick up your kids and throw them around the garden, and battling at the office to get things done. And for me, the sign always is sleep. If I'm if my testosterone level dips, my sleep patterns change. I find that I, when my testosterone levels are optimized, and that's a good word. I think that's important um I'm, I'm going to be a little bit later i'm not going to you know not being tired at nine o'clock at night and then waking up at two or three in the morning wide awake i'm having a, a really solid sleep and it's a it's a really strong indication of of mine and, and i think again um it was sold it was sold and what you were saying now is why is there no standard and mark mentioned um you know the money making side of things it was often sold and has been sold as what i said as a silver bullet you know, as a, as a savior for aging, as a savior for sexuality, as a savior for a whole lot of things. And it is, it's, it's really, for me, it's, it's really important to have it balanced. It's not a silver bullet. It's not a, a money making racket. It's not a, a panacea for all that ails you. And that, I think, needs to be, needs to be kept in mind when you are treating it. Sean, take me back three years ago. Yes. Where were your hormones, le- hormone levels then? I mean, you, you've, ex- you've explained yeah, that you, so that you weren't sleeping well, yeah. that you just had no drive, no motivation, no focus, mm. um, in your life in general. Yes. Um, it didn't have as much of an impact on your, on your, on mm. your sex life, mm-hmm. sex life with your wife. Mm. Um, so what were your hormone levels then and what are they now and what has changed? Um, okay, they, they were really low. They were about two, two and a half. And, um, you know, we worked in it's again, it's something that you steadily increase. It's not something that you just go for a massive injection and then no, you know, you you're feeling better that. and you jump around the place. So, so Dr. Mark works with you very carefully. We you know, monitored over a quite a long time. It was a five-week or six-week process, I think, or a couple of to months. Get it, yeah. To get it uh, stabilized yeah. took us about three, four months, yeah, three, four months to get it. So, so we so, worked steadily up um, to about 18, I think it is, around about now. I think. Yeah. Is. So what, yeah. what Sean is referring to, Sean is referring to total testosterone. Mm. So when we look at a testosterone test, we have total testosterone, and then we have uh, insidious little protein called sex hormone binding globulin. And it does exactly that. It binds your sex hormones. And that takes the testosterone out of the equation effectively. So then we make a calculation, uh, quite difficult, and we look at your free testosterone. So I treat according to free testosterone because it's the free testosterone that does the work. How do the two have a relationship? They don't. So there's no relationship between between your total testosterone and your and your sex hormone binding globulin. It, it was interesting. I I spoke to one of my um, MDs at the company, and I said to him, "You know what? I had a guy that came in, and it was interesting. His total testosterone um, was relatively high, and uh, I looked at his free testosterone, and it was really really low." Um, his sex hormone binding globulin was sky high. So all his testosterone that was there was being bound and make effectively unavailable for him to use. So 
what we have to do is now we have to free the testosterone from his sex hormone binding globulin using different modalities of mm. treatment um, and up his free testosterone because he presented with normal testosterone levels on paper but with a clinical signs. And then when you go in and investigate and you look at the hormone balance that is there, you see, ah, here's the imbalance. So I have to fix the imbalance. His imbalance was in his sex hormone binding globulin and not in his testosterone. And was he able to come off treatment? Or, or is it an ongoing process you for know what, all eternity? What I, t- what I tell my men, if you start presenting with low testosterone levels in your 30s and your 40s, if you stop the treatment, you're going to go back to low testosterone levels. That's, that's just, you know, that's the natural progression. I don't know of any treatment available today that will kickstart testosterone and keep it going indefinitely. So you have to look at this as Hormone replacement therapy, and it's an ongoing process. What I tell my patients, and Sean, Sean can, uh, you, yeah, I want to get back to him and just and just find out where where you are today. You 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 know about this. We are going to live longer, whether we want to or not. The, Please I, God. The, the medical longer. the medical advances that are being made will enable us to live longer. At the age of 80, they're now doing cardiac bypass surgery, which 10, 20 years ago, they wouldn't even have thought about. Why? Because these people have another 10 years to live. Testosterone gives us two things. It gives us a strong body to live in, and it gives us a strong, healthy mind and moods. If you come to the age of 70 and I am, I have a weak body, you know, I have to walk in a walker. I have to be in a wheelchair because of muscle dystrophy or weak bones. You're becoming a burden on society. Society cannot afford that anymore, not from a, a, a financial perspective in any case. But if you're going to live to 90 and 100, how much money do you have to put away before the age of 60 to retire at the age of 65. You cannot do that anymore. If you're going to live to 100, you have to work until the age of 80 productively. Okay. I feel and like we're getting a little bit off the topic, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I just want to go back to to Sean, and then I've got some messages um, that have come in for you. If you've got any questions for Dr. Mark Opperman, he's from the T-Clinic. We're talking about testosterone. We're talking about testosterone deficiency. Also joining us in studio is Sean Weiner, and uh, he's actually telling us the story of exactly what happened when he had uh, you know, this low testosterone. If you want to get in touch, this is how you do it. You can send me an SMS on 34519, or you can send a WhatsApp or Telegram on 061-895-1019. Uh, we don't take calls on the show. We do take your messages uh, because we don't like to interrupt our guests once they are giving over this incredible information. Sean, let's just go back to... Okay, so you had uh, your your, te- your testosterone levels were around about 2 Mm-hmm. 
Where are they today? Uh, around about 18, but as, as the doctor said, uh, the free testosterone is the big thing, and that's been freed up as well. So really nicely balanced, not too high, and I think that's important as well because too high testosterone has its own challenges as well. And again, the T-Clinic and Dr. Opperman is very big on balance, and I think that's a really important thing. Again, I need to get across to listeners that this is this is uh, not a... a um, bunny gym bunny type of Milan you know get it under the counter from your friend at the gym and you're going to get big muscles and you're going to be strong it's around balance and if you get the balance right that is when I felt my best so three years ago as I said I was feeling low I was feeling unmotivated seriously unmotivated well, honestly the, the, the best way to put it is that I just didn't care I didn't care if, about work I didn't care about success I didn't care about spending time with the kids you know, I got out of bed and I, I did the, the you know, Sounds automatic like things. And it was a little overwhelming, um, but, but kind of feeling just just, ugh, just like a little depressed, a little bit low, a little bit under the weather. And, and we built those levels up, and, and I've maintained them. Um, I did have a little break in between for a couple of months, just out of interest. It was a human experiment on myself to see, you know, which is, which is, you know, is, is there still a problem? And they definitely dipped, and I could feel, I could feel those symptoms creeping back. You know, like this, this creeping fog in a way that kind of fogs, fogs over you. So, uh, how, where I am today, going for the treatment, um, you know, I take it with me if I go away, you know, get somebody else to inject me if I can't. It's a, it's a relatively, I'm scared of needles, but it's not so, it's a pretty painless process. Um, and I feel the benefits every day. I'm, I'm motivated to get up. I manage to people. Um, you know, I, I, I spend time with my kids, you know, the energy to spend with them and, 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 you know, play the energetic games when, when I'm not exhausted from daily life. Um, but, but I would say a, a substantial and significant difference to the point where I'm not prepared to go off the treatment. What would your wife say if I asked her about, uh, you know, in terms of where you were three years ago and what has changed now? Um, I think again, just more energy. You know, just just more the ability, presence, to, yeah, more presence, the ability to get things done, um, more active, uh, more engaged. Yeah, and you know what? That's what you want. Oh, right, that's what you want mm. from a partner. Um, B has sent through a message. She says, "Good day, Statin." Now you started off saying that um, testosterone comes from cholesterol. Now there's two different types of cholesterol. I forget, always forget which is which, but there's HDL and LDL, right? There's actually a couple of more forms of testosterone, uh, of cholesterol, but yeah, let's, let's stay with HDL cholesterol, which is regarded as your good cholesterol, and LDL cholesterol, which is regarded as your bad cholesterol. Okay. So, uh, B says statin reduces cholesterol. How does it affect the production of testosterone? Great question. Thanks, B. It doesn't. It doesn't really, you know what, um, the cholesterol that we test for, um, cardiovascular health and the cholesterol that is used is the same, but be- being a metabolic process, decreasing cholesterol does not decrease testosterone production. Interesting. What is the impact of person's mental state or man's mental state on testosterone production? I actually think it's the other way around. I actually think testosterone has an impact on your mental state. And, and you know, it, that's, you have only have to have uh, one patient come into your office after a couple of weeks and say, say to you, for the first time, I don't feel suicidal anymore to know just how powerful testosterone therapy is on the brain. Again, the biggest effect for me of testosterone therapy 
is on the brain. It's the way that you relate not only to yourself but to people around you. Um, mood, energy, drive, well-being. Not only physical well-being but definitely mental well-being. Um, testosterone is incredibly neuroactive. Um, so, you know what, biggest effect for me, testosterone, on the brain. What does testosterone do in women? Testosterone in women is responsible for sexual functioning, uh, libido, etc., etc. A little bit of b- uh, b- muscle mass. Um, so, you know, it, they have testosterone, but in very low levels. Yeah. So if you missed the beginning of the show, these are the different symptoms. Now listen how similar it sounds to depression. And by no, and I'm going to just caution you here, we are not saying that if you have been diagnosed as depressed and that you are on antidepressants, that it's not depression, but it can't hurt to go and have your testosterone levels um, checked, if, especially if you're a man. So uh, these are the symptoms. Erectile dysfunction. Low semen volume, hair loss, fatigue, loss of muscle mass, increased body fat, decreased bone mass, um, decreased concentration and feelings of well-being, uh, decrease in focus and drive, moodiness, sleep deprivation. Your sleep is so important for so many different reasons. I mean, it definitely is a hormone regulator. Okay. So it's um, we, we said that testosterone converts into estrogen. So if you look at the last couple of, of, of symptoms. You're basically becoming a woman. Exactly. That's, if, you, if you look at those last couple of symptoms, don't you recognize the symptoms of PMS? And menopause. Uh-huh. Moodiness. Exactly. Sleep deprivation. So a lot drive, of well-being, concentration, yes. Uh, hair loss. Hair loss yeah. is a big one. Yeah. Uh, fatigue, increased body fat. Yeah, yeah, middle-aged spread. So um, for me, one of the things that, that we need to remember is testosterone converts into estrogen. Estrogen in men is more potent in low doses than we ever thought. So, you know, a lot of what I deal with is estrogen dominance. Um, and if, if you're estrogen dominant as a man, you have the symptoms. I call them, you know what, you've been turned into a big girl because you have the symptoms that your wife or your girlfriend or your older daughter presents with once a month. So what, <laughs> this is going to sound like a crazy question, but in terms of a person's sexual identity, if your hormones are out of whack, would that have an impact on how one defines their sexual identity or their gender identities. No. Because we live in a world where you could be born a, a girl and have, uh, you know, um, what's it called, when you, ha- when you have a sex change, a gender, no, no, gender reassignment. No. I, I, no. Um, I, I want to clarify there. We, we have a lot of guys that present with very low testosterone and that haven't gone through puberty yet. But they are male and they identify with male patients uh, or, or, or male gender. Um, so, you know, it's got nothing to do with, um, your gender identity. I, I haven't found there's no, any there's of no that. Relation, there's no, there's no correlation. No. Um, if there's any evidence, I'm not aware of it. But you know what? There's no correlation. I have not found any correlation between low testosterone levels and sexual identity. So please don't think that people with low testosterone tend to be 
leaning towards homosexual tendencies. It's definitely not the case. Okay. Mark, I want to ask you about soya. Um, it's something that personally I've looked into. Soya um, is a hormone, what's it called? Interrupter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, soya today is unfortunately in everything that we yeah. eat, from tuna to a challah bought at pick and, you know, a kicker yeah. bought yeah, it yeah. At, uh, at pick and pay, um, where it's used as a bulking agent. It's in everything. I'm not just talking about soya sauce or soya mince. Mm. I'm talking about it's put into all of our foods, sauces, all sorts of things, and it is a hormone disruptor. Yeah. There was a study done by one of the universities, I think it was the University of Massachusetts, and it was a long-term study. It's the only study that has been done on soya and the impact. Um, it was at the same time that Denmark, France, and Israel banned soya products for children under the age of three. Because what they found is that while those children were developing, children who were given soya, but up until or before the age of three, their development was normal. When they hit puberty, boys were growing breasts. Yeah. And maybe that is something that we also need to look at oh, as our absolutely. diet. It's one thing to absolutely. say that meat has got hormones and all sorts of... Soy, soy um, is a big, big problem. You have your... Your whey proteins that come from soy, for instance. Um, it was very interesting that you asked that question. I was standing in my office this morning and I, I was given a protein shake and the protein shake was soy. And I said, but I can't have it. You know what? As a man, uh, soy for me is, uh, you know, it's estrogen. So, um, no, uh, soy for the, for the vegans and the vegetarians out there. Sorry. You know what, soy as a, as a supplement is, uh, as a male, not great. I actually think in, in a lot of females as well. Even as, yeah, as a middle-aged uh, woman, you know, if, if I've spoken to somebody who's going through menopause and as soon as she had anything with soya, she would go into a hot flush. Yeah. Which is so interesting yeah. because it shows you yeah. how immediate it is. Yeah. But these studies, it no, also shows absolutely. you how long term it is in terms yeah. of human development. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Do you eat a lot of soy, Sean? Don't touch the stuff. Meat. Did you used to? Never. I was vegetarian at some time, but that was for uh, for chaff, yeah. chaff. No, it was it was real, <laughs> but it, it was it was I was saving the world at the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. And so now you just you're not interested in saving no, the world. You just you know uh, different different save ways. Myself. <laughs> different ways. <laughs> Keep me away from a stuff. No. <laughs> This has been uh, the Discam Medical Monday, and uh, thank you so much for for joining us. My guest, Dr. Mark Upperman, he's from the T-Clinic. There are two clinics in Johannesburg. If you want to get hold of them, just go and Google T-Clinic. Uh, I think it's tclinic.com. Com. And uh, the one's in Parkmore. And the other one is actually in Pretoria and in Hrunkloof, mm. it's a beautiful place. Have you been to the nature reserve there? That's lovely. Have you seen that uh, that statue installation? No, I haven't. No, I haven't been there for quite some time. No. Okay. Well, we'll I, I'm on my way. I'm on my way to Pretoria <laughs> today. My, I'm, I'm starting to see patients at twelve. All right. So. That's Dr. Mark Opperman, and thank you so much to Sean Weiner, and thanks for sharing your story onward and upward, Sean. No problem. Just anybody out and there, please thing. just just go get a blood test done. That's yeah. the easiest. Is it expensive? No. Oh, that, that's the other thing. The actual treatment as well is not unaffordable. It's it's a it's a reasonable treatment. Um, it's it's very easily administered. 
Um, just just to on on my administration part, uh, you know we have various modalities to treat testosterone deficiency. The one that I prefer to start my patients on is the injectables because it works. Well, it's easy to monitor the dose, um, and you know, I know exactly where I am with it. Is it hormones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, you know what, there are transdermal formulations, either in the form of a patch or a cream, which is incredibly effective, and they're starting to look at some, some oral, um, uh, preparations. What I need to tell the people out there is, um, if you walk into a shop and you see testosterone, on the shelf, just read the label carefully, and it will say, this might or this may. Might or may, I might be a green alien. You also so, may be a green alien. No. So, you know what, might or may? You don't want it. No. Um, and again, do this with a qualified medical practitioner that has experience in this. It's, it's hormone replacement therapy is notoriously difficult. Is it dangerous? Yes. Why? Testosterone in itself has a couple of side effects. One of the biggest side effects of testosterone is that it stimulates the production of red blood cells. So if we look, um, the cardiovascular system is a closed system. Your circulation system in the body is closed in. So if I increase the number of red blood cells, I increase the viscosity of the blood. Which means my heart is going to work harder. And your blood pressure is going to go up. Absolutely. So the reason testosterone therapy was maligned, I think, is because people weren't aware of the side effects that testosterone can have and then how to handle that. The side effects are easily manageable if you know what you're looking for and if you know how to do it. Okay. There you go. Get an expert. Also get, get a blood test. Right. Thank you so much to Dr. Mark Upperman from the T-Clinic. Thank you so much to Sean Wayner for sharing his story. If you want to get in touch with them, just Google them or go to their website. It is uh, the T-Clinic, the T, the dash T dash clinic dot com. And uh, you can go and check it out. Check it out for your partner. Check it out for yourself. And, uh, you know, going to lead the best life possible thank Thank you so much for joining us thank you thank you so much and uh, of course thank you to you for joining me here on 101.9 on the diskim medical monday thanks diskim god bless bye medical monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of diskim pharmacists who care